Welcome back to another episode of the Fort Worth Music Academy podcast. I am so honored and excited. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Julie Rhodes. Uh, Julie is an acclaimed actress. Uh, she is also very involved with, uh, with her church, with the Stolen Shakespeare Guild. Do you call it the Guild? Yes. Um, she also is a blogger and she writes for Made Worthy. And uh, there's other things in there I think I've already forgotten. Most importantly, she is a wife and a mother of two wonderful children, Drew and Maddie. Both of her kids are um, my, my niece and nephew, and they go to the, uh, the Fort Worth Music Academy, and they've taken piano lessons for several years. And uh, Drew has recently started taking guitar lessons. But now, well, that's kind of on the fence because he's also doing cello, which I'm super excited for him <laughs> uh, about that. Man so, of many talents. <laughs> yes. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. Um, and I guess let's start off by talking about your, your life as an actress. Um, and maybe can you, can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you have worked on, where we might have seen you, and then also maybe the genesis of all that. How did you get started? Well, sure. Uh, thanks, Eric, for having me. So I've performed around Dallas and Fort Worth. I've been uh, several times at Casa Manana. Uh, Lyric Stage in Dallas, Dallas Children's Theater, um, Amphibian Stage Production, Circle Theater, and Stolen Shakespeare Guild, of course. And um, it's been a wonderful ride. It's definitely not an easy, not an easy path, but I, I love it. And I started professionally performing about eight years ago. And um, I did not study it in school. I grew up doing it. Then I went and got an English degree from A&M, got married and had a couple of kids. And then we started going to a church, uh, Christ Chapel Bible Church here in town that every couple of years will do these big musical outreaches. And I thought you were going to say every couple of years you, you'll go to a service. Yeah, every, every couple of years, you know, Christmas <laughs> Easter. And uh, lo and behold, we didn't even know this about the, the church. They, they, they put these on and um, my husband, Gordon, was like, you should audition. You know, you used to love to do that. And that, those were fateful, fateful words, because I did, and the rest was history, is history. Um, but it was kind of an inconvenient thing, because at that time I had an 18-month-old, uh, and then I had my daughter, you know, and so it became a very interesting work-life balance. And so I have to give kudos to my amazing husband for his support and flexibility over these years. Couldn't do it without him. Gordon does have a pretty good attitude uh, <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. I'm really grateful to be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, are, are there any projects that you're involved in currently? Uh, not right now. I, um, I'm in kind of an audition phase prepping yeah. for the next round of generals. And actually I am um, about to shoot a, a couple of teasers for a a pilot that we're hoping to shoot. Um, but I, I don't know how much detail I can give about that. It's not a theater thing. It's hopefully going to be a TV thing, but oh, you know. I feel like we're all getting the, uh, the inside <laughs> scoop here. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. I don't re really do much of that. So, um, I'm looking forward to learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So now when, when you are doing a show, um, what, what does a typical day in the life of Julie Rhodes look like? 
managing all of your things as a mother and as a wife and being a member of a board and uh, being involved in PTA as well as, as blogging and being an actress. How, what does that look like for you? I sound like a crazy person. (laughs) I mean, we put it that way. No, 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 not at all. It's, 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 it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I think to, to be able to do, um, what you do. Well, thank you. Well, fortunately, I'm not doing all of that all at once. Right. I have a very seasonal life, and uh, it's hard because I like a very predictable life. I'm a structured person. And so to have seasons where I don't know if I'm going to be in a show or if I'm not, and if I should commit to a volunteer position or if I shouldn't, or if I should reserve this for the kids' stuff or should I, I shouldn't, it's, it, it's kind of a month-to-month, season-by-season lifestyle, which I'm... Uh, trying to become more comfortable with, but you know, it can all come to a head because you can't plan it perfectly. So there are seasons and months where it is kind of nuts. Uh, last May was, was a nutty month because I was, um, rehearsing for a show at night that opened at the end of the month. But then I also had, um, all of the kids recitals and performances in May. And then there was also terrific Tuesday, which is a cultural arts day at the elementary school that I'm was in charge of at the time. So I was spending like my days planning that, getting kids to school, getting kids to after school activities, you know, memorizing lines in my car. Like I would have my script in my purse and I'd pull it out at stoplights. <laughs> and then um, you know, maybe grabbing fast food for dinner and then heading to rehearsal and then doing it all again. So but this month, January of 2020, has been rather lovely. I, you know, I'll spend a couple hours reading plays, looking for a new monologue for an audition. I'll spend an hour, um, planning this, this event that I'm doing at the kids school again. Um, and that's of course bookended by kids stuff on either side. So this is a much more manageable schedule, but, uh, I would of course prefer to be working in a show right now. Uh, so I, I came off kind of a long run in the fall. So it has been a nice little break, but I'm itching to get back and working on some new songs, kind of a private, you know, I'm not going to a rehearsal, but I'm working in, internally with just, with just myself. And obviously I would love to be doing a show right now, but you have to have seasons of lying fallow, like a ground lies fallow for the farmer kind of regroup and figure out, you know, how you're going to present yourself for the next round of auditions. And so it's good. It's, um, it's just a it's just a roller coaster, an up and down thing that you have yeah. to get to. And you know what? I can I can relate because I also like predictability. I like a, just a normal schedule. I don't like for things to change. So like yeah. when we do like events for the school, it like it stresses me out every time yeah. because it's something that's out of the ordinary. Or that if somebody says, "Hey, I got a band. You want to be in a band?" I'm like, "Yes, I want to be in a band. Yeah. Yes, I want to play shows. Yes, I want to be on stage." And they're like, "Okay, we got rehearsals, and we're going to do more rehearsals, and then." We might hit the road for a weekend. And then I'm like, that's different. That's different than what I normally do. And, and trying just mentally to balance wanting to do that thing. Right. To still have normalcy. Right. And also creating um, margin in your life so that when those things come, you don't feel totally filled up. You feel like you can say yes to the things that you really do want to do that you, that you can structure your life in such a way that, it's okay if you have hours in a week that are not filled. I think we have this, or at least I have this compulsion to always be busy and accomplishing something. Like, but like, because like. of the nature of this art, 
and music or any performing arts that is so seasonal. You have to make a concerted effort to allow unbooked hours in your month. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. if you don't, and that thing comes along, you won't have time for the thing. And that's the most important, you know, the other things we're doing, well, at least for me, you know, I, are kind of secondary to being an artist and I mean, not being a mom, but you know, l- volunteer things and, and little projects around the house, you know, things that can take up so much mental space yeah. um, that, that fall farther down on the priority list um, technically, you know, practically, but yeah. Yeah. And so for, for me to be in a, because I need to be in a, a creative space, both musically and for my business. If I can't work in a creative space, I can't help to innovate, to figure out what the problems are with the business, how we can make yeah. lessons better for the students. And so if it, yeah, if I load up my schedule, which is really easy for me to do as, as well, um, it, it becomes problematic. But if I, uh, so, so I specifically, I built a, a schedule for myself last week, a new schedule. And in there is just office hours and, and, and just downtime for me to not do anything. Um, because inevitably, number one, something usually comes up that right. that time. But if I stack my schedule back to back and then something comes up, yeah, there's no room to deal with it. And it, it becomes really overwhelming. So I think that's really good advice. It's hard though. It's scary because... If you're an approval or an accomplishment addict like me, <laughs> you don't have anything to show for a day or a week or something. It's like, yeah. well, I'm just remaining available. You know, <laughs> I'm doing my due diligence, but um, I have to let that go if I'm going to make room for what really matters. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, one of my questions was was going to be in in that realm was what what advice would you have for aspiring performers? And and it sounds like a big piece of that is build in buffers in, in your schedule. And I would say respect your pursuit enough to build in those things and to honor, honor that dream with real action points. I think it's easy to blame our schedules for why we're not accomplishing what we want. Yeah. It's almost an excuse. Um, and because then, you know, we don't have to fail because we just never had time to do it. Whereas if you, gosh, did block out time and put some effort into it and then you still failed, you, you know, that's a little riskier, right? So yeah. I would yeah. say you really um, respect your art like a, a job. And <clears throat> yeah, and, and I, I totally, totally, yeah, you have to treat it as a job and set time aside for it because I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. I've been at points where I said, how, how come I haven't accomplished more? Why am I not further along in this yeah. or that pursuit? And, and when I really get down to brass tacks, I'm like, I'd, I want to blame all these other things, but at the end of the day, I, I, I can make the time. I, yeah. no problem. I could make right. the time and I, and I just choose not to. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and it's hard, you know, when you're actually, when you have a job and you're trying to make money, trying to support yourself, maybe you've got kids, I mean, let's be real. It's, it's not an easy thing to, it feels indulgent maybe for somebody just starting out who wants to um, explore their creativity in some way. And so um, I would say also um, take it small, just set very small goals for yourself on a daily basis so that you can achieve them. Um, And over time it will build up and you won't be overwhelmed, you know? 
totally small, achievable. Those small action steps, it, it's crazy how little it it actually requires to move things forward, I find. Yeah. So my what I try to do is like Fridays, my goal is to make a YouTube video for my channel and to record our podcast. That's it. Great. That's, those are the only two things. Because if I schedule other things, I become overwhelmed and I, I just don't do any of it. But once right. I get started with the podcast and my video and I get those things done, all of a sudden I've got like that high of like, look what I got done. Yeah. What else can I do? And then yes. the kind of rolling. Yes. When I, when I had my son and he was a newborn, my mom said, because I was overwhelmed with laundry and feedings and blah, 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 you know, all of the things. And she said, just make it your goal to put mascara on. That's your only goal today. <laughs> and I thought, well, I can do that. And I did. And, and look, I also did some laundry and I also whatever. So uh, it's almost like a game you can play with yourself. Yeah. How little can I accomplish? And then when you do that and more, you feel great about yourself. It's yeah, a yeah. psychology thing. <laughs> so now let's talk about, because I, I know a lot, uh, a lot of people who are going to be listening to this and we, we actually have an audience for this, this podcast. Um, I've got, I've got Amazing. stats on it and uh, it's, <laughs> Congratulations. it's not nothing. So, um, <laughs> w- w- there are, a, I know a lot of overachievers and, and, and it's, I think a lot of us in our culture feel like we constantly need to be doing more and more and more. So, um, how do you, I know what my strategy is for saying no. What is your strategy for, how do you choose what to say no to? Hmm. And how do you do it with grace? Gosh, I wish I had a system <laughs> for that. I mean, <laughs> I don't really have a set of criteria that I consciously go through. You know, does it meet this? Is it on this goal? Is it this? It, I, I'm getting better at it. And I think, I think for me, I just... My goal for 2020 is to not be a hurried person. I just read a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I would highly recommend that because I think we are all more hurried than we think we are. And part of it is because we're saying yes all of the time. Even if we don't say yes, we're we're attending and showing up and tuning in and scrolling through. We're saying yes in a thousand different ways. And the big thing I took away from that book was to take life at a walking pace. And if it doesn't fit into a rhythm uh, of, of moving throughout your day at a, at a walking pace, then it doesn't fit. And if I can't schedule it out in enough time, you know, well, I can't do it today, but I can maybe do it tomorrow. Then I say no, I guess, or I, I don't. So it, this is really hard for me to do because I tend to rush from one thing to the next to accomplish, accomplish. But there's something therapeutic about walking to my computer, not running to, you know, answer an email. I was doing an article for the blog a couple of days ago about this theater program at Amphibian called Decruit, where they take uh, veterans and it's kind of a therapy for PTSD and trauma. And they're working with a psychologist out of NYU who studies the arts for in the lives of veterans. And one thing they, it's, it's been a very successful program because to perform Shakespeare, you have to regulate your breath in time to his beat. And the iambic pentameter of Shakespeare matches that of a resting human heartbeat. And so I think there's something about slowing down and pacing yourself that is therapeutic uh, across the board. So 
Wow, that is fascinating. It's really interesting. I mean, in a perfect world, that's how we would live. I mean, it sounds a little unrealistic, you know, sometimes, but I guess that's one strategy I use to say no. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Is this going to rush and hurry me along in life? (laughs) Yeah, yes. Yeah, sometimes I feel this, like, a little bit of a sense of guilt, like, well, everybody else is doing these things. I should be doing them, too. And, and then, and then I think, no, that's, I want to, I want to take my time. And I try to think, even though statistically we're living in the best period of history in terms of safety and, and all of that, um, I try to think like, what would people a hundred, 150 years ago, what would their daily life look like? What would the pacing Mm. of that look like? Mm. And, and there's no way there's, there's just, it, no wonder the, the suicide rates are so high. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we're comparing ourselves to social media too. And because right. it's a quick hit and you're seeing the accomplishments of people just one after the other, it feels as though people are knocking it out of the park, home run after home run. When your daily life doesn't feel that way, you tend to feel insecure and like you need to catch up. So social media can also really feed that. So let me ask you this, as someone who kind of needs to promote herself through hmm. the different mediums that you have, how do you balance uh, using social media to promote yourself without getting sucked in to all of that? Oh, man. I wish I had an easy answer. It's hard. I don't think I do it very well. You know, I don't... Um, I don't post all the time. I'm more of a stalker of these social media pages, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, I think the opposite should be true. I think I should post more and stock less, but, um, it, it honestly is a good way to network with people in your world. And, um, so, so I do, I don't shy away from posting projects I'm working on or things I'm excited about. Um, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm, trying to play into a, I'm not trying to build up this image of look at all this I'm doing and achieving, whatever. I mean, I also post personal things too. Uh, it just kind of depends on the day, you know, <laughs> and the, the season and what I'm doing. I don't really have a good, a good strategy, but, um, I have noticed the more that I stalk and scroll other people, the, the more insecure I feel. Yeah. And so oh, sure. more about limiting that. Yes. Yeah. Um, don't let me forget. I'm going to say this so I don't forget. So in the future that like before you're getting, you're doing a show in somehow in the midst of your rehearsals, I want to have you on again for a short one uh-huh. while you're kind of in the middle of that, if, if possible. And, yeah. um, and I, I want to visit the idea of has anyone don't answer this today, but has anyone accused you of being a narcissist for wanting to perform and being out there? Or do you ever feel guilty? Like, well, I'm just, I need all of this attention um, versus just you, you have a gift for performing and you just get mm-hmm. joy out of doing, doing that. Um, I, I, yeah. don't know, I think that might be an interesting conversation to explore. I would love to have that conversation. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, I don't because I know you're you're busy, um, and we as we've talked about, we've got we've got things we other things we have to do. Um, real quick, let's talk about uh, Made Worthy and some of the writing. You, how did you get involved yeah. writing for Made Worthy, and and what is your primary role there? 
I, I sort of pitched an article idea out of the blue to them a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm friends with the publisher, Victoria Wise. She and I, our kids were born at the same time. They're in playdates together. And, but I hadn't written for her. Um, I had done writing in the past, and I edited a small church magazine myself. So um, it was another during another one of these kind of slow seasons when I wasn't in a show. And that anxious, gosh, I want to do something. I want to create something came up and I had this idea for an article about moms in Fort Worth theater and how they balance their lives. And, uh, I pitched it to them and they, they loved the idea and I did it. And so about what a year ago, maybe she, uh, they asked if I would start reviewing shows for their blog around town. And I agreed and joined the team. And then, uh, they started asking for ideas for the magazine. So I'd pitch another idea and it's just kind of, you know, back and forth. So that's cool. And can I just say, I love the idea of, of course, reviewing shows, but, but what it's like to be a mom in local theater, which seems like it would be kind of a niche thing, but I bet there's a lot of people that even aren't in theater that just love getting a glimpse of what that's like. Well, uh, maybe it's kind of a different lifestyle. I don't, there's, there are more moms in theater than you think. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, there are. And I'm, but, but it's not like, it's a kind of a rare breed. So I love to find these people. And, you know, I, there was a mom on who I really respect, uh, and I haven't met her yet. And so I stalked her on Facebook and I said, can we please have coffee? Because I want to know how you're doing this. You know, so we're meeting next Friday. And um, oh, cool. I try to reach out to these people because <laughs> we all got to stick together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There, there is some judgment, I think, that we feel sometimes from, from moms um, because of our crazy schedule. It right. can be a little, you know, you have to miss your kids' recital sometimes. You know, you have to miss this. You can't be there at pickup. And it's not been awful. I mean, I haven't, I have experienced some of it, but most of it is an internal sense of guilt. So there's a lot. A lot, a lot there, but I think every mom, whoever you are, whatever you do, if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you're a full-time CEO mom, you're going to have some struggle with this. I think parents in general struggle with work-life balance. So yeah, and 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 anytime you're away from your kids, feeling like should I be with my kids right now? Yeah, should I be doing this? Yeah, yeah. So I think that is awesome. I I feel like we could talk about this forever, Um, and it's this. This is like this is like therapy for me as well. Just getting to hear you talk about these, <laughs> even though I'm not a mom, um, I, I feel like I can relate to to a lot of this, and I know yeah. a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate. So, uh, Julie, thank you so much for being here today. Um, for people who want to know more about you, how can they how can they find you? Uh, just visit juliekroads.com. I'm also on Facebook, but I don't really have an actor Facebook page, so the website's the best. <laughs> yeah, juliekroads.com. Well, fantastic. And that'll wrap it up for another edition of the Forward Music Academy podcast. Thanks again, Julie, and we'll see you guys all next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye.